0: Did y'all watch that presidential debate the other day? Crazy, right? I'm flabbergasted. I can't stop thinking about it. So I figured I get together some young folks to hash it out and talk about the future of this country because we are the future of this country. Join me today on Robin Speaks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with me. I know I was on a hiatus these past few weeks because, well, school started. It's not exactly in person. I'm doing online school. It's in the best interest of my family. You know, I don't want to bring anything home. So I've been on Zoom University. You know what I mean? And so it's been hard to balance everything out, but I'm glad I was able to find time today to record this and have a good conversation with some young people. But before we continue, let me give you some context. Recording this on October 1st, and Donald Trump has tested positive for COVID-19. That's right. The hoax, the election infection, is real. And secondly, the presidential debate was just the other day. Horrible. The worst one in history. We're going to talk about why. We're going to play some clips for you to listen to and give y'all our reactions So it's gonna be good. Sit back, make that cafecito, eat that concha, get your feet massaged, whatever the hell you do, and relax, listen, learn, and reflect. Let's get to the conversation. Donald Trump and Melania have tested positive for coronavirus. That. That's right.
1: Oh my God! No way!
0: Holy shit!
1: Here we go! I, wow! Dude, okay. Oh my God! If he actually does oh really. Um, yeah, I he just
2: tweeted. He tweeted tonight. Flotus and I test positive for COVID nineteen. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. All caps on the together. Omg! Holy shit! What? Oh my.
1: I am, oh my god, this is crazy. Wow. Oh god, you guys, that's actually oh. really wild.
3: That is uh, something crazy to process, yeah, for sure. Oof.
2: Sorry. That was Patrick's phone? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it definitely. Awesome definitely, definitely hope that it all goes well for the two of them, like.
0: My friends, can you introduce yourself? We'll start off with Hi. Pat.
4: Hi, my name's is Pat. Um, I'm 18 years old. I'm a freshman at the U of A majoring in public management and policy and law.
3: Hello, my name is Alicia Vasquez. I'm 27. I'm a sophomore transfer student at the University of Arizona. I am majoring in political science with a minor in journalism.
2: Hi, my name is Joseph. I'm a senior at the University of Arizona. I'm 21 years old and my major is accounting and I have a minor in Spanish.
1: Hey, hi everybody. My name is Destiny. I am a junior at the university and I am a major, I'm majoring in communication with a minor in marketing.
5: My name is Renee. I go to Pima. I'm in my second year. I'm 19 with a major in business management. I want you to
0: list your, um, when I call on you, I want you to list your, the number one issue that is concerning you right now, that like, this is why you're voting. This is, you know, if you got to talk to the president of the United States, this is the issue you would bring up and want for him to change and, you know, influence legislation upon. So everybody, does everybody understand? Yes. Okay. All right. And let's start out with Destiny. What's your number one issue?
1: Climate crisis.
0: Pat.
4: Working wages.
0: Alicia.
3: That's tough. It's a tie between either the economy or education.
5: Joseph.
2: Uh, Economy, small business
5: reform. Renee. Um, Environmental and cleaning of the forest. I watched that debate the other
0: day and afterwards folks were calling me to figure out you know what went down you know Patrick can you update me and I told them you were better off not watching that debate seriously there was it was I did not find that debate as a plus and for many of my listeners and those that just tuning in I'm I'm a liberal I'm progressive I'm, I'm a democrat and I was upset I was I'm a Already upset that Donald Trump is our president, but saw, seeing his performance the other night, I became even more worried and even more worried if we elect him for another four years. What were your guys' thoughts?
1: I mean, pretty much the same. It was so embarrassing and so disgraceful that we call, you know, Donald Trump our president. He's supposed to represent us as a whole entire country. And uh, yeah, no, that was just extremely embarrassing. I've never seen a debate like that in my life, and I hope I never see it ever again. Um, I mean, I've seen other uh, political like, debates and everything, but as far as like a presidential debate, that was just, just beyond. That was It was ridiculous, honestly.
2: I mean, stepping into it, we knew kind of what was going to go down. Well, I mean, who thought? in the right mind that Trump was gonna come in and play it calm. He didn't play it calm in the Republican primaries in 2016. He didn't play it calm against Hillary. And now Biden's just another target. His plan probably was to just do circles around Biden. And that's where he kinda, I wouldn't say lost it, is that he didn't let Biden dig himself his own hole. He, yeah. he, he, he was a crutch there for Biden. Cause Biden, he says a lot of questionable things. He has a lot of questionable moments. I'm not gonna say about his mental health or anything like that. I'm just gonna say, like, he does, he doesn't say things clearly or go into detail. And Trump didn't even let him begin to, you know, mess himself up. He was too busy crutching there, arguing at points where he should just let Biden talk it out. So in a way, Donald Trump did shoot himself in the foot. But overall, I would say it was a pretty even debate when it came out to it. Oh, and
1: I would say it wasn't even. I would say that what you said, like Trump honestly shot himself in the foot, I don't think it was even in any way. Um, I think Biden had a lot of, I want to say like human moments, like when he was defending his son, both of his sons, Bo and
6: uh, Hunter. My son was in Iraq. He spent a year there. He got, the, he got the Bronze Star. He got the Conspicuous Service Medal. He was not a loser. He was a patriot and the people left behind oh, there really? were heroes really? and I resent You talking about Hunter? Are you talking about Hunter? I'm talking about I'm talking my son Beau Biden. You're talking about the I don't know. Bill I don't know Beau. I know Hunter. Yeah, Hunter you know got Beau. thrown Hunter got
7: thrown out of the military. He was thrown out dishonorably discharged. That's not true. For it wasn't dishonorably cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became vice president, true. he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, and various not other places. True. He my made son, a fortune, gentlemen, my
6: son, and he didn't have a job. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's 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 fixed it. He's worked on it. And I'm proud of him. But why I'm was proud he of given my tens son. of millions All right. of dollars? But he wasn't given right. tens of millions,
7: millions of
1: You know, I felt that 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 made him seem more of like human when he looked directly into the camera and was talking about how he, like many of us, like I personally have family members who are uh, addicted to really intense drugs like heroin. And when he was, um, when he was like looking directly at the camera, like looking into our eyes essentially and saying, I too have experienced this and my son has overcame it and he's better. And I'm very proud of him. Like what made that I think what made that even better was just how Trump kept bringing up Hunter and about his um, drug addiction and everything. So it was kind of like, well, it's more relatable to be on Biden's side than Trump's. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I have to completely agree with both of you. I mean, it was in the beginning, it was tough because, I mean, Biden got like a super slow start. I was like, I was expecting to come out swinging a little harder, you know, especially with Trump's tone. Um, but to add on to what Destiny was saying, yeah, it was completely despicable to see Trump stoop as low as to attack the other candidate's son, you know, um, Biden. You. No,
2: Go ahead. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. That was in. A... Uh...
3: Oh, I was going to say, I mean, Biden, you know, had it within himself to to leave Ivanka's shoe deal in China out of it, you know, all these other things going on that he could have easily brought up, but he decided to kind of, I guess, take the high road, for lack of better terms. Um, and we're going to get to this, but I figured I'll just bring it up now. I'm still trying to get past the part where he did not denounce white
8: supremacy. You have repeatedly we- criticized the the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left wing right. extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not?
7: stand back and stand by but i'll tell you what i'll tell you what somebody's got to do something about antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem this is a left FBI
6: wing this is a left right, wing um, white we'll so is antifa's an idea not an organization oh, you got it not kidding. militia. that's what All his right, fbi his okay. fbi director Gentlemen, said well, and there's so
3: many people still saying he did i'm like no no, no gosh.
2: In, in in the past, I know my, in the past, he has denounced white supremacy. There's quotes of it. His press secretary quoted it today. He right. has denounced in the past. In the moment, he did say, he said, well, they said, well, you denounce it. And he said, yeah, say which one? They said, probably. He said, okay, stand back and stand by. Meaning, That's, well, it was I a think, mis... It was, was that? Sorry.
4: I wouldn't call that denouncing, considering that literal group claimed that as a phrase of, like, you know, pride and power yeah. in their mentality. And he can, I mean, he can't
2: their control slogan. what they post on their Instagram, though. He can't control but like, right. but he can says. control
4: the language that he used and be very, a lot more candid and upfront with denouncing white supremacy, saying yeah. outright but that this don't... is a bad
2: thing. But you, we're acting like we, we know that Donald Trump doesn't talk like this, though. Like, we, he, in the past, he has denounced white supremacy. But like, like about the, when Biden brought up the shooting, hi, injecting yourself with bleach, like, come on, we all know that was a joke. Like, it's
4: But people actually did that. You can ask people, me, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, thing, At though, what then. point has the position of the presidency of the United States come to the point where we have to assume the worst of our president, right? Assume that our president is not going to take these serious matters as exactly that seriously. And, Why have we become, like, excused this kind of language coming from the president of the United States?
2: Be- exactly, exactly has voice. denounced that it
4: doesn't matter we wanted him to denounce it right then and there right as our central figure yeah. we thought it was important sure. that he did it there but why so, didn't
5: So I'd just like to say one thing at the beginning of the, all that about the white supremacy uh why did he have to be named one like why did he have to be told which one do I have to name instead of just naming one off if he's denounced it before why doesn't he just repeat himself instead he had to ask which one do you want me to which one
4: as if there's like a like a it's tier time. of these you know what I mean like yeah. I believe,
2: well I believe the topic was groups that's why he said which group would you like me because they said it was about Antifa which Biden didn't has never denounced which is a dangerous group but we'll get onto that probably later but but he yeah, says we which topic white supremacy of
8: groups,
5: groups do you denounce why, do you denounce white supremacy do I That's no that's it oh. That's, that's what the, the moderator, code, yeah. that's what Chris Wallace asked him. Do you denounce white supremacy and militia groups? And he said, sure.
2: Uh, did you, we can look at his conversations. But the and sure, said,
5: sure isn't the sure thing. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going
0: to Chris Wallace you guys a little bit. Um, <laughs> this morning. Did we
3: argue with you, though? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this morning, uh, Fox News White House correspondent, John Roberts, was in the White House press briefing room. And he asked the press secretary head on, does President Trump uh, denounce white supremacy? The press secretary didn't give a direct answer and then ended up saying, yes, he does. But then he, he went on to be on one of the daytime shows and, and said, quote, you know, Donald Trump said if he didn't, that he didn't know who the Proud Boys were. If he didn't know who they were, why did he denounce them? Why didn't he say well, I don't know who they are. Can you give me a little bit more information about them and then make a decision about it? So this all remains very puzzling. That's according to the Fox news, um, white house correspondent, uh, Joseph, I believe you were about to say something.
2: I honestly, I, for, I, I started paying attention to you and I forgot, I forgot don't what worry. I was going
0: to say. But I guess what I'll add is if, if, You know, Mark, uh, what's what's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks? Mike Uh, Cuban. Mark Cuban. Cuban. If Mark Cuban came out today and decided to denounce white supremacy, I could give less of a shit. If Donald Trump denounced white supremacy in the late 90s or whatever it may have been, he denounced them. But he's the president of the United States. He had a platform where millions and millions of people were watching today. And he chose to say, sure, uh, give me a group. Give Give me a group. Give me a group. Oh, you know. That's my Trump impression, by the way. And he said, really, really. you know, stand back and stand by. What mm-hmm. the hell? That, that's, that's like, you know, wait for, wait for your marching orders and then when Biden wins on November <laughs> 3rd, I want you to go
2: back any general to military. Mm-hmm. So I will t- I do have a question, I guess, for you guys. Him designating the KKK as a domestic terrorist group, is that not enough denouncing?
0: The FBI, sorry,
2: like putting it on paper as them a, den- a domestic terrorist group, is that not enough denouncing?
5: I want to know why it took so long.
2: Exactly. Why did it take
5: so long? Antifa, like a year, even though they're an ideology.
2: You I'd can say, say there's that, all I, these I, other I,
5: ideologies did, too that should be denounced.
2: Let's let's. Well, two things to that. Yeah. I do believe he did Antifa right when these right. I'd say this year he did it, so he really didn't pop that one right out the gate either. But uh, and I feel like Antifa is definitely more than an ideology, and that's kind of been shown lately, whether that be in Seattle or, or Portland, where it's actually going down.
4: Can I ask you something? Yep. What does Antifa stand like? What does what's the full name of Antifa?
2: Anti-fascists.
4: Exactly. An anti-fascist. What does what does uh fascism like what does that entail?
2: I can get you the term you could, yeah could you just give me definition
4: term. of that that'd be really great.
1: I mean while you're looking that up we can also bring up how um with the big giant KKK rallies going on and everything and how a woman mm-hmm. actually ran over and yet, even then, it wasn't denounced. It wasn't a terrorist group. It was, well, there's very good people on either side. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but you're Nazi. You are not a good person. No.
3: they just in
5: Charlottesville, of- and then the Unite the right. right. Like, both of those should have been denounced, but okay. they uh, weren't.
2: The, the
5: Merriam-Webster
2: both- definition of fascism is a political philosophy, movement, or regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual, and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dict- dictatorial leader, severe mm-hmm. economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of Fantastic, opposition. okay,
4: so when we stick the, the prefix anti-fascism in front of that, do you understand how anti-fascism is actually what we should be advocating for?
2: Not in the way that they're going about it, though. Okay,
4: so how do you suggest oh. that they do that kind of thing? Yes, thank you, Pat. <laughs> how would you prefer people to fight for their rights, I guess is what I'm trying to ask you.
2: Violence and the types of behaviors that have been, been shown from groups like that are never the way. It, I mean, it validates. I, I, I see it. I see why they're mad at the bottom, but when you look at people at the top, they just see violence. That's not like, Okay. I understand what they're fighting for and I get that. So it's why is it the is
4: objective not- of the person at the bottom to justify the means of achieving rights to those at the top? Like, why not only do they have the burden of getting those rights to the person at the top, but doing so in a way that appeases those at the top? Does that make sense?
2: Can you, can you repeat that one more time?
4: Yeah, so why does the person at the top of like the food chain or like the power mm-hmm. structure get to dictate the way that those at the bottom fight for their rights?
2: well it's sad but it's because they have all the money they're all, they're in control right now
4: so we're just supposed to accept that
2: as that's the, if that's the rules of the game i mean we gotta play like we can we can we're only hurting the lower lower communities they're only hurting themselves in these riots burning everything that's they're only hurting their communities do you think do you think jeff Be- bezos lives in the community that's getting burnt down no
1: i really just want to point out how you were talking about like these people are, are burning down their own like communities and everything. But what about like Tulsa when they dropped bombs on black communities and blew up their entire city? Like that was mm-hmm. literally, you know, right terrorist groups on black mm-hmm. communities. Like they have done this forever, for since the beginning of our very nation, this has been going on. Like, how, how much longer do people of color or non-black people of color have to just Minority get- rid- period. <laughs> Minority, yeah, thank yeah. you. Minority, period. How, how much longer do we have to get, like, shit on the face for us to stand up for our rights and go, you know what, this is not okay. Like, we have to get violent. This is how LGBTQ got their rights and everything. They only- gay marriage has only been legal for, like, Five, six years? Actually,
4: Donald Trump announced his presidency or his candidacy for the 2016 presidency before gay Mm -hmm. marriage was legalized. So if that puts it into perspective, how recently these minority groups were able to fight for their rights because of their actions of protest. You know, I'd I'd like to ask you, what do you consider the Boston Tea Party to be if not a violent protest?
2: Had, Uh, you know what I mean? I agree, no, I'm agreeing but when you're shooting down your own community it only hurts the people inside that's my point i understand why they're doing it and it makes sense i understand they're mad they're hurt and it they have every right to be but when you're burning down your own, own your own community it's only shooting you in the
3: with joseph i do agree like violence is it's counterproductive i i do agree the tactics are completely counterproductive you know rioting looting <laughs> it is completely counterproductive to the cause <laughs> however like also yeah there is yeah fascism is bad
2: so in the event i'm just saying hypothetically he goes on and wins would that not be what the country wants because what? now he's won. now not only did he win once now he's winning twice
4: wait what the country has are spoken you asking about the legitimacy of the electoral college or like you know because well, if you go off of the popular vote he most certainly did not win
2: Well, we can't. It's not how many yards you rush. It's how many touchdowns you score. Come on. Like, it's not. This is the game that's been the game. It gives the small, it gives us, or else California and New York would run the whole election, would run every election. And we have different views and values than people in New York. Okay. It's just a cultural thing. So,
4: um, actually, in terms of the Electoral College. The, the point of it was to, you're exactly right, to get the uh, opinion and to get the say of more rural areas involved, right? But if you take a look at where the 2016 candidates campaigned, you'll see that they only went to populous states in the major cities. So they aren't even going to these rural areas in the first place, because the fact of the matter is they're not going to waste their campaign dollars on areas with, you know, like, Less than people in them. These people are going to be tuning into these, uh, tuning into these rallies, tuning into these debates because of technology. Now that we've got means of accessing their information without having to traverse towards their major cities, they no longer have to make a point to go to these rural areas. So the whole point of like you know, people in California, New York will run the elections, that's not necessarily true, because you even take a look at, you know, the worth of a vote in Montana is three times as much as that in California, and that kind of thing. And like-
2: what's what's your view then on the House of Representatives, then? Get rid of that? I mean, if they want to play an even...
4: So the representation on that front is a fundamental part of the functioning of our federalism and bureaucracy, right? We yes, need yes. those population, like the distribution of those things to be proportionate to like what we see mm-hmm. in our representation. Exactly. But the fact of the matter is if you have, you know, First of all, when we take a look at our election, half of the country isn't voting, period. So to say that Donald Trump, yeah. you know what I mean, lost the popular vote by like, it, it's, it's not even, it's Hillary Clinton barely won the popular vote if you consider the fact that half the country did not vote, period. And the reason why is because people don't have faith that their voice will be heard. The Electoral College, in my opinion, has a big part to do with this.
2: Yeah, and I, I understand there's definitely pros and cons to both sides. I'm just saying- There's so, there are so high populated areas. I don't want my election being decided by New York, Texas, and New York. I prefer, because then why, if we skip the popular vote, then yeah, Trump, Hillary, and all, or Trump and Biden, they'll just spend their time in California, New York, Florida, Texas, Arizona, maybe. Maybe we have enough, but they won't even look at the Midwest. The Midwest is worth nothing then, in that point.
5: How many times have they stopped in the Midwest?
8: All right, um, we're going to – Like, Trump Montana, how many about.
5: how many times has he gone to Montana? How many times has he gone to Idaho? How, how many times me? has he gone to the Dakotas? Besides an event like the firework. Okay, and another thing
0: that was brought up was the whole tax thing that went down on this past Sunday, I believe, about Trump only paying $750. What do you all think about that?
3: $750 paid in income taxes, but he had hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay Stormy Daniels and Hush money. Yeah,
8: exactly. How, how many
5: of it was written off,
8: though? First, Mr. President, as you well know, there's a new report that in 2016, the year you were elected president, and 2017, your first year as president, that you paid $750 a year in federal income tax each of those years. I know that you pay a lot of other taxes, but I'm asking you the specific question: Is it true that you paid $750 in federal income taxes each of those two years?
7: I paid millions of dollars in taxes, millions of dollars of income tax, and let me just tell you, there was a story in one of the papers. Show that us paid, your tax I returns. paid $38 million one year. I paid $27 million. Show us your one tax year. returns. I went. Uh, you'll see. It as-
5: you could talk about how it was written off in taxes. Like, he we, had $70,000 written off for a hairstylist. Like, I mean,
2: if we want to get into taxes, who wants to pay taxes? Let's be honest. What billionaire actually does pay taxes? Okay, yeah. If there's tax uh, loopholes, if there's deductions available, why not take them? I mean, who wants to pay taxes? Let's be honest with ourselves. You, you know what you
4: our taxes, taxes go to towards, right? Like, what yeah. the of taxes is. What was that like there's a point to taxes right we're not just giving the government our money we get those back in like services like i don't know our roads public school uh, you know yeah. public health care kind of-
2: i mean if it's fully legal go for it i mean as long as you're not tax evading it's
4: not
0: fully so, legal so joseph um you not have to tell me the amount but did you pay more tax more taxes than the president have you paid yeah. more taxes than 750 dollars I believe, well, I got a, I got a refund. Or so maybe I mean, I more believe... than zero. Have you paid yeah. zero dollars in taxes? Yeah. Then you pay more taxes than the president.
2: I mean, do you think that's right? I mean, if the system allows it, I mean, what What am I going to do? I, I don't write the tax code. The
1: broken. That's exactly what the problem is. The system has only benefited one person.
2: I, do, I don't agree the tax system should be like that. But if it is, I mean, if it is. I'd probably take those loopholes, too, if you were all millionaires. Like, why wouldn't you want – why would you want to pay – if you were a millionaire, why would you want to pay taxes if you didn't have to? Because, because that's because my – like if, you earn, you. And, if okay. you earn and work for that money, and right. you, there's so a way to –
4: Jeff Bezos – can you honestly sit there and say Jeff Bezos earned his fortune, honestly, by working no, for every penny of it? Awesome an not. I think crook. <laughs> I
3: work for Amazon, like –
4: I get there talking. is no way to amass that amount of money without taking advantage of those who work for you, right? So the whole idea of paying taxes at that level is because those at the top ought to be providing those services for those that they take advantage of in the first place to get that level of money.
5: The top three percent pay the, like seventy percent of the U.S. taxes. Yeah, that's where and all the money. That, that's, where all that's, the that's, legal, that's where all the money stored. That's where all the money is. But that's, just look at look at Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, just during the pandemic, his wealth quadrupled, his workers had to take a 30% pay cut, were forced to go back to work during a pandemic, are, he's not allowing them to form a union. He did. He gave stock take options
2: me. instead, which for Tesla stock, if any of you guys follow stock, is a way better option than taking cash any day. Tesla stock will increase your money and it's an, and it's a retirement investment,
5: but you get taxed when you take that money out well, it's and be how long do you have to wait for that money to m- mature before you take that money out of the stock that you get?
2: I mean, look at Tesla stock and you'd be crazy to not want, want one not want that. Like it's literally but what if you're in desperate need of day? money? What was that?
5: What if you're in desperate need of money right now during the pandemic while you're okay. struggling to get money to pay bills, elon musk is here building up money
4: good luck like the poor don't have the time and the ability to wait for this to mature
5: what what was your question
2: renee at the end of it i didn't catch it
5: so there's so a lot of people are struggling right now due to the pandemic because uh, they have to buy a lot more stuff a lot more stuff is becoming more expensive because it's becoming harder to find but you you make your workers take a 30% pay cut you make them do less hours and then you you just sit there in like your house while your stu- your wealth quadruples while everyone that works for you sees it diminish see if he would have done it like he didn't cut make his workers cut he didn't force his workers to take a pay cut he didn't force them to roll back all their hours i wouldn't see no problem with it with him sitting there and them having all the same benefits they did but the thing is is that they got that money cut off from them during this time so they can't do that he didn't pay them while they were working when for california an economic was closed. value
2: though for an economic value they received actually more value by taking the stock option than they would in cash and, it's, I mean, stocks you can trade in any day. I could call up tomorrow, call my broker and say, hey, I want to trade in this, 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 and this stock. And they'll say, okay, cool. Your money will be deposited in so-and-so date. But you're still taxed on that stock. You're going to be taxed no matter what. Is my, it, whether oh, yeah. they give you the cash.
1: How are you okay with him only paying $750 in taxes?
2: Because there's loopholes, legal loopholes, depreciation,
3: you know. so- leverage. Missing the point. That doesn't make it okay. It's that's because it's exactly like just because it's legal doesn't mean it's okay. That that's what's been uh flawed in the system this entire time. That's why, you know, back in the eighties with the quote unquote, you know, trickle down economics, is why it never worked. It never benefited anyone except those who already possessed the wealth at the top. It never I mean, even in our public admin class in the chapter, it clearly showed how those policies that the Republican Party still champions, they they've never worked.
2: So,
5: so I I just like so, to say one thing. So since you say there's so many loopholes for the higher tax brackets, yeah, yeah like why is there no on building
2: stuff like that.
5: Why is there no loopholes for the lower tax brackets for the poorer credits. class, the middle class? Oh,
4: you why? That's tax Once you have less You're to still pay paying back.
5: your money somewhere. Yeah.
4: The system doesn't care about. it.
5: We don't
2: own any, what, what do you own that depreciates? I mean, I, own if, I a, depreciates. if I owned a warehouse and you can actually, I believe, take, uh, dep- or you, there's a loop, there's a deduction for buying a brand new car though. That's a brand new car, but I don't own a warehouse. So I don't need to take depreciate. Like they own warehouses, they own other stuff, assets that depreciate. So that, for example, is a loophole right there and the easy deduction to take out your taxes. Trump's, he owns real estate what hotels and stuff like that depreciate and have other things that come with them I
4: have a question for but back
2: uh, okay yeah
4: so you talk a lot about loopholes and how like if you were a millionaire right you would use these loopholes and you assume that the rest of us I believe we be all
2: I believe we all would but yeah. okay
4: so at what point do you draw the line between economic value and caring about other human beings?
2: What do you mean
4: by that? Like when, do you know what I mean? Like the whole point of paying taxes is supposed to be those at the top giving back to those at the bottom, right? Like that's supposed to ensure some kind real, of progress, equity in terms of like quality system, of life, yes. that kind of thing to maximize quality of life, you know, in the, in the basic means possible, right? So if you are advocating for the use of these millions like, of loopholes by these millionaires, are you not inherently saying that we shouldn't value each other's lives? Because if we can find a way to cheat the system, we should cheat the system.
2: No, but the quality of life, I believe, too, shouldn't come from the government. Why is the government dictating my quality of life?
4: The government's not dictating your quality of life.
2: Well, the government imposes the taxes that I'm paying towards. You, you just said that if I don't pay taxes, people's quality of life is going to go down. And I, I don't believe that quality of life should be directly related to the government. The
4: alternative to the that would be privatization of basic necessities, Private right? And we see why that's a bad thing, because like the mentality of you know, most millionaires, what happens is we no longer prioritize equity, we start prioritizing profit. And when we put these basic in the hands of profit, it no longer becomes an equitable experience for everybody.
0: So I will end this topic with this quote from Dr. King. The free market is socialism for the rich and rugged capitalism for the poor. Let's move on to the next topic uh, where did my mask go? It's the, it's the MAGA hat, but for liberals, unfortunately, right? Here's my mask <laughs> here. And so I said that line in, in great distaste because yeah, folks who don't want to wear a mask because it, uh, violates their free individual liberties, And masks were also a topic of conversation at the debate. No, I
7: think masks are okay. You have to understand, if you look, I mean, I have a mask right here. I put a mask on, you know, when I think I need it. Tonight, (laughs) as an example, everybody's had a test, and you've had social distancing and all of the things that you have to, but I wear masks when needed. When needed, I wear masks. Okay, let me ask. I I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking... Two hundred feet away from it, he shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. I will say,
8: I will say.
0: And the president pulled out his mask and said he wears his. I wear my mask whenever. It's pretty I cool I'm ma- mask. It was a pretty cool mask, though. It is. I, I'll give. <laughs> I'll give him that. But you see, it's he. He pulls out this mask when he thinks it's going to be convenient for him to, you know, to kind of tote that. He oh, he's not encouraging anti-social distancing events, when he holds these rallies all over the country with thousands and thousands of people. And he clearly said, he, he said that, um, n- that there's, nobody's died from these events. Nobody, you know, and of course Herman King died. But anyways, long story short, what are your thoughts um, on that whole exchange that Biden and the president had on masks?
2: I personally support masks. I say wear them when you can. But, I mean, if somebody – if I'm wearing my mask and I see somebody on the street not wearing a mask, is that my – like, no, it's not my, really my business. Like, that's cool. They don't want to wear a mask. But I'm going to be wearing my mask and my family is going to be wearing their mask anytime they go out in public. Mm-hmm. And that's my view on it. I mean – and I think that's – I obviously can't imply what he's saying because he says what he says. But I think that's what the president means by that. But I, I'm not going to speculate on what he may or may not mean.
1: I think though where it starts to get a little crazy is when businesses implement these mask regulations and you walk in you have to be wearing a mask but then people like take it off they put it you know down to their chin and they're walking around like that's (laughs) when I feel like it's appropriate yeah like call them out or make them leave.
2: Yeah I mean I work at Costco so I mean you guys know how that is but Mm
1: -hmm.
2: we we definitely they have people patrolling for that type of stuff but again if you don't feel comfortable or safe going to Costco then don't don't go then like I I don't know I feel safe going to work every day and I'm I'm wearing a mask also at work so I feel safe and I feel comfortable but if you don't like don't you don't have to nobody's forcing you go to Walmart like I
1: there's there's alternatives to having to physically go you could order your groceries online and all that kind of stuff but what about like companies that don't take it seriously like aren't they responsible for their customers like well-being
2: i mean hopefully they would lose customers because people don't want to go i mean we live in such a market a huge market economy right now if we if i didn't want to go to costco i'll just go to sam's i mean if i didn't want to go to walmart i'll go to target if i get you know like smaller businesses are more affected by this because people choosing, well, if I have to wear a mask, I'm not going there. But I mean, we, we have so many options nowadays where it really doesn't like there's other options. If you don't feel comfortable is my point. Why are you going to be voting and why is it
0: so important to utilize that power? And, and how do you feel about the future of this country? I know that's like three questions, but. You know, feel free to just generate that kind of conversational answer.
3: Um, well, I, I think it's a huge, um, I think it's extremely important, especially with everything that's at stake with this election, but in general, you know, being a woman, especially, you know, Susan, Susan B. Anthony and so many other suffragettes fought in demonstrated so that women and eventually, you know, Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement people of color would have this right to vote. I feel like it's kind of a slap on the face if they they went through all of this just, you know, they went through all of this suffering and put in all this effort to get us this right to vote just for us to be stagnant and, you know, abstain from the process altogether. I think it's just a total insult to Um, the work that's been put in by generations before us.
2: And I I agree too, that's why I'll be voting. It's just uh, so many other countries don't even get to. (laughs) I mean, we really are in a way spoiled by our rights. I mean, what other, uh, there's countries out there that people don't even know who their leader is. So that's why I'll be voting, because I respect, like you said, for the past and for the people who set this up for us.
1: Right. Um sorry. I'm gonna say, oh no, you're good. I, I would say the main reason that I'm voting is just like for future generations. I know we didn't really talk about um, either of the candidates' environmental policies, but for me, that's really important. And the main thing that I'm really voting for, I mean, I'm voting for Biden, like it's because of his policies towards the environment. We don't have like a plan you know, that's like, everyone always says that planet B, but we genuinely don't have a planet B. <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: And for Destiny, who, who, out of curiosity, who was your original pick out of the Democratic pool?
1: You know, I really, really love Bernie. <laughs> I just love that little old man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's funny because we talk about, we have more youth. Obviously, of course, it's, we shouldn't have to be relying on like these old white dudes that are really close to their deathbeds but I mean we do and I genuinely thought I really liked Bernie I liked how progressive he is and I like that he did like fight for civil rights there are pictures of him like
3: getting getting arrested and I genuinely love that about him you know I really like um, Mayor Pete I was I was gunning for Mayor Pete to be honest I thought he was
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean obviously if I were on your guys' side of the aisle, I definitely saw a lot of hope with Andrew Yang and Tulsi. I would have been my selections. Had... I, I was
5: very forward to Yang, especially with his like $1,000 policy. Like a $1,000 extra a month for lower-income families to help participate more in the economy. That's yeah. why I was more towards Yang and Bernie. It was either Yang or Bernie for me, but it's Biden now because... Honestly, Trump hasn't put forth any plans towards the future that are really helpful, like towards econ, like towards environmental aspects. Like he's rolled back, like regulations. Like you see in the ads now that, like yeah. all the all the regulations he's rolled back to help companies blow, to grow yeah. up, but oh. that also comes with the environmental impact. Like the Clean Water Act is revoked. The the what is it?
1: There's another North. one. Of
5: the Paris Accord. He pulled out of the Paris Accord. There's um. There's another one. I uh, can
3: send you guys a video I found. I
5: he's allowing nature preserves to be tapped for resources now.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Canyon's it's, one it's of Not them. really
5: great for the future, but that's that's the only reason why there needs to be something done now. I mean, he could. He could. There's so much money in renewable resources like we we could still rely on coal but we need to start edging that mark towards more of a renewable society
4: um about voting so i've always i i've always been very very passionate about this kind of thing since i was really young um mm-hmm. i think that voting especially is important because while we can acknowledge that the system is obviously broken we still ought to be doing our part and making sure our voices are heard within that system mm-hmm. right so the reason why I'm registered to vote, and I assume that all of you guys are registered to vote, and everybody that's listening to this should be registered to vote if they're not already, is because if you want to push your platform forward, you have to you have to speak about your platform to begin with. And the very basic way to do that is by voting. So
3: that's
4: my take.
0: we didn't get to directly mention it but one of my favorite parts of the debate was when Biden told Trump well you shut up man and called him a clown like that's awesome right there and quite frankly while I was watching it all I wanted to tell him to STFU you know but I'm not gonna say right here but you know what we can make Trump shut up we can shut him up with our votes okay Are you tired of these past four years? It can change. Now, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And like my homie Pat said, my homie Destiny, Alicia, Joseph, and Renee, they're all homies. We got to go out and vote. We got to utilize our right. We have the power. Seriously. We have it. Use it. Flaunt that you're registered. You know what's even better? Post that Instagram pic right after you voted. So let's do it. See you next time. We'll do another debate coverage episode. Hit me up on Instagram if you have any podcast ideas. Follow me on Twitter at Robless Instagram account is at Robless I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Take care, everybody.